following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Let me just say, after view distorting the belt, they're proclaiming the real world champion. I'm going to tell you all, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the ACHA Power Play. We are live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube, powered up as always by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Media Network. Check us out, bellyupsports.com, for a complete list of all of our podcasts that we have throughout the year here on uh, the network. Uh, we cover all the variety of sports from hockey to basketball, baseball, you name it. We cover pro wrestling, everything involved, bellyupsports.com. And also, we invite you to check out the latest articles on the Belly Up Network as well. So a lot going on as we kind of wind down the 2023 calendar year as uh, the road to Boston, or I'm sorry, the road to, well, we had the road to Boston. That's gone. The road to St. Louis is in full gear here as uh, we are less than three months from puck drop, March 7th. 2024 at the Centina Center in St. Louis for the ACHA National Tournament in 2024. So again, the marathon is about over now as uh, the year has come to a close, the calendar year. And when we come back after New Year's in January, that's the sprint, about six weeks to regionals and men's division two tournament play to lock up automatic berths in all of the five divisions in the ACHA power play. So I'm telling you, it is getting closer and closer. Before you know it, we'll be talking to the regional qualifiers, the national tournament qualifiers. We'll look down at the brackets of everything coming up here in the next uh, couple of months. So it is really going to ratchet up after the first of the year, and we can't uh, can't wait for it. We are excited again, as always, to be a small part to help bring you all the coverage of the ACHA running up right through till the national tournament in 2024. We got a great show lined up for you tonight. We're going to go through the rankings here. The last rankings of 2023 uh, in all five divisions, uh, the men's with the one, two, and three, and then women's one and win, women's two. Uh, we got a couple of cool things coming up we'd like to announce. And also coming up, uh, we'll play it in about 12 minutes at about 15 minutes past the hour. Had a chance yesterday to uh, talk to Gary Astalis, the head coach of the men's division one, Adrian Bulldogs. Uh, he's been quite busy this year. Of course, we all know the run they had to the national championship game. Uh, fell just one goal short, one to nothing to Minot State. It was one heck of a game in that championship game, too, by the way. Uh, Gary was going to stop by. Talk to us about that, about the season so far, what's going on here in uh, the ACHA in the state of Michigan. And also, um, we talked a little bit about their trip uh, with the World Cup of University games over in Romania back in April. And uh, so we're going to play that for you probably, like I said, about a quarter past the hour. So 
lot to talk about here. Uh, first off, before we get to the rankings, uh, some great news. Some uh, We've got another team at the D3 level making the move up to D1. I don't know if you heard it yet or saw it on the uh, media pages over on the west side of, state, of the state. One of the powers in men's Division Three in the ACHA, the Flying Dutchman of Hope College. They're going to make the move in 2025, I believe, to uh, go to D1. And uh, they're going to join the Great Lakes Six Conference. We'll have to change the name of that. But uh, Coach Chris Van Timmeren and his squad, they've been a power for a lot of years in men's Division Three. They've been to the championship game the last three years, winning two out of the last three. And, of course, uh, Chris with a championship in 2018. They've been to the finals. They've been to the nationals uh, more than I can keep track of throughout the years, throughout the history of the ACHA. And so we're happy for uh, Chris Van Timmeren and uh, the powers that be at Hope College making the jump up to D1, but not for a couple of years. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in uh, Division Three. of course. They're ranked uh, in the top 15, as always. They seem to be the, trying to, I don't know, cement their spot uh, for the national tournament. But uh, Hope will indeed be making the jump up to the uh, Division I ranks in uh, D1 and 25-26. So congratulations to them. That makes three schools here in the state of Michigan making the jump up to uh, D1 following the footsteps next year of uh, Saginaw Valley and also of Northwood, Saginaw Valley, we all remember back about uh, 10, 15 years ago, they were back-to-back -back national champs in Division Three. They made a return trip to the Nationals last year, and uh, they're sitting pretty good trying to get uh, back to St. Louis again for a third straight trip to the National Tournament and trying to maybe make a little more progress each time, maybe getting into the Final Four. Uh, Division Three, of course, dominated over the last, gosh, I think it's been a decade and a half now by the uh, state of Michigan with the uh, D3 championships, uh, the Mid Michigan Collegiate Hockey Conference, of course, uh, part of that as well. So, um, yeah, so we got that going on here tonight. Uh, we'll talk about a little more about that a little bit later on. And uh, we'll, like I said, we'll get the rankings out. As what we like to do, kind of give you an idea who's going where here as we head into the holiday break. It's been a fun year. Uh, again, we go back talking about Boston and uh, just a great setting for the uh, national tournament, all five divisions in one locale. Uh, UM, or, uh, UMass Amherst finally getting over the hump, winning their national championship. You know, we've talked to them numerous times here on the show. They've been close, a couple of heartbreak losses uh, in uh, tournament play in uh, regionals and then to the semis. So real happy for them as uh, UMass able to get their first championship. D1, as we mentioned, Minot State, with a one nothing win over Adrian, and uh, they get their second national championship. And uh, Minot, again, along with Adrian, uh, a perennial power here in uh, the ACHA at men's D1. And I know uh, they've kind of been flip-flopping back and forth between one and two with Adrian as the top dogs in uh, Division One. So uh, interesting. To, uh, it's, fun. it's a fun dynamic to watch there as well. D3 in Boston, of course, it was Michigan finally getting over the hump. So close a lot of the years with Hope College, with Arkansas, uh, doing battle in the semis and in the finals. Uh, it's uh, It was exciting for uh, Cal Stripling and his team to make it over the hump to get uh, their first national championship. So uh, congratulations to them. 
they're right now in the thick of it as well in uh, men's division three as I think they're uh, let me see where they're ranked um, right uh, near in the they're right about 10th in the country right now in division three so still uh, a safe spot right now in the national tournament there as well and of course on the women's side of the ledger we can't talk women's hockey you can't talk champions without talking about uh, Chris Lowe's University uh, or Liberty University team. I think they're going for five in a row or maybe it's six. I've lost track of how many national championships they've had in a row. But again, they're right up there. Uh, I think they're ranked second. We'll get, like I said, we'll get to that here momentarily. But Liberty is, uh, they're the net defending national champions. Got a little bit of a scare from Minot State's women's team in the finals. But uh, again, on top, they are the queens of the ACHA. And in women's D2, a dominant run by Sioux College. They take over the reins as the champs, unseating the two-time defending champions, uh, Assiniboine. And uh, they're going to be right back there, as you'll see in the rankings, Sioux and Assiniboine, number one in their regions as well. So uh, a great run at for uh, all the teams at uh, the winners in uh, the national tournament. And, uh, again, some great, great – a lot of one-goal games, overtime games with uh, Minot winning a couple of overtime games in the quarters and the semis just to get to the championship game, which they won uh, one to nothing. So yeah, it was uh, real close for them as well. Also, you know, some other news, University of Mary, you talk about teams making the jump up. Uh, Dan Huntley's team, they've been, uh, since the word go in Division Two, they've been right near the top, one of the top rated teams every year in uh, the ACHA and uh, the first year uneligible to go into the tournament, but they probably, like I said, they're ranked number one in the West. And then the following couple of years, national champions. Of course, we had the COVID year. They had to kind of get through that. And then, uh, yeah, they had a nice run as uh, Division II national champs in uh, 2021 and 2022. And then uh, were unseated in regional play in 2023. But now they've made the jump to Division I. And they're, again, in the top uh, 15. So, yeah, some exciting things going on in uh, ACHA hockey. Speaking of Division One, they've expanded the playoffs this year, the national tournament rather. 24 teams now in the national tournament in the ACHA and men's Division One, And I'm not sure the format just yet, but kind of what if I've been told, not concrete on it, but I believe the top eight teams will get a bye in the opening round. It's single elimination. So it is kind of like March Madness in basketball in the NCAA. Winner go home. And uh, that's, you know, so that makes it uh, even more exciting for us as fans and as broadcasters, not so much as coaches. I know they're a little bit more anxious with that. So there, so again, big news this year in the ACHA with the men's team uh, format or the uh, field rather expanded from 20 to 24 teams. So eight automatic berths. So eight conference champions get the auto berths. And then it'll be the next 16 after that kind of scurrying around for those last spots. And, you know, I can remember watching the when I was uh, involved with uh, Aquinas with, uh, you know, these conference tournaments like the uh, 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 the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, their tournament decided the auto berth, not the regular season champion. So, and then obviously it came down to uh, potentially a semifinal game to find out who indeed was uh, 
getting the last berth. And last year it was U of M Dearborn with a win over Aquinas. So again, that's a, it, it tends to go down right to the last minute for that. So, all right, speaking of Division One, let's get into those rankings before we get to our first break. And uh, what we'll do then is uh, after the break, we'll uh, give you our conversation we had with Gary Astalis from uh, the Bulldogs University or of uh, Adrian College uh, of the ACHA Men's D1. But uh, let's see if we can't bring up the men's D1 rankings here and uh, see if we can go through those. Now, again, these are all the last rankings. The next ranking, as you can see on the right, will be uh, January 7th through January 7th. So in the last ranking, we had Adrian College. They flip-flopped again with Minot State, switching one and two. Minot State 15-4-1, as you can see, Adrian College at 16-2-1. Central Oklahoma right there at number three. They bumped up one. They kind of switched spots with Jamestown. Jamestown making the jump a couple of years ago to D1, and they're always right up there in the rankings. They keep this solid footing. They'll be in St. Louis in 2024. Nevada, Las Vegas, again, up there in the top five. They've been very successful in the national tournament scene as well. Maryville University jumping up three spots to number six, followed by the University of Mary. As we said, they dropped one down to seven. Uh, Ohio uh, University, uh, Coach Leo Morone's team, uh, they dropped one from seven to eight. Liberty bumped down one as well. Uh, the competition that Liberty plays. I know the record says eight, six, and four, but uh, the competition year, uh, week in and week out, getting the top teams in the country to come there, and then they travel uh, that ninth uh, ranking as well, deserve it with an eight, six, and four record again. Niagara up to number 10. Uh, Purdue at number 11. Uh, Carl Trozine's team doing really well this year, making the bump up, trying to solidify a potential national tournament berth there. Calvin uh, finishing at number 12. Grand Valley up three spots to 13. Now those two teams played in the Grand Rapids City Tournament, the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame Tournament uh, a couple of weekends ago, which featured three teams in the top 25 at the time. Calvin at 12. Grand Valley was 16 at the time. Grand Valley beat Aquinas in the opening round and then beat uh, Calvin in the championship game 2-1. to one. So a great brand of hockey that weekend. Both teams now at 12 and 13. Arizona making a big jump from 18 to 14 at 8, 8, and 1. Then you got Illinois State at 15. Frank DeCristofaro's team at Indiana Tech. They're up. They're down to 16, rather, 13, 8, and 1. Utah right there at 17. I had a chance to see them earlier this year when they made the trip into the Grand Rapids area. They've got a good thing going right now. They're trying to solidify their spot to get into the national tournament. Pittsburgh at 18, U of M Dearborn at 19. They made a big jump up three spots, uh, 12, 3, and 2 out of the WAC Conference. Missouri State at 20, another team that, you know, the record may not reflect uh, a lot of wins, but the competition that they play as well, week in and week out, uh, the, yeah, it keeps them right there. And uh, Iowa State at 21, Delaware at 22, Arizona State at 23, Stony Brook up one at 24, and then Syracuse making the jump up to uh, 25. So there you go with the rankings for the uh, national tournament or the ACHA men's D1. We'll go through the rest of the rankings a little bit later on. But uh, again, Minot State and Adrian be bopping back and forth at one and two throughout the year. And uh, those two teams uh, 
really having a great start to the 2023-2024 season. All right, we're going to step aside. We're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we will uh, take a listen and a watch to our interview we had with the head coach of the Adrian Bulldogs, that being Gary Astalis. We'll see what's going on in their world as uh, they try to make another run at the national tournament in 2024. You're watching the Captain Lou Extravaganza, or I'm sorry, I beg your pardon, the ACHA Power Play on the Captain Lou Sports Network, and it's live. And we'll be right back with more right after this. It's the biggest game of the year, and your team doesn't have a coach. They don't even have a game plan. You probably aren't feeling very good about their chances. Make sure you're prepared for one of the biggest financial decisions of your life, retirement. Do you have a coach? What about a plan? Set yourself up for success by calling 877-222-8849 and having Mindy and Nolan McIntosh and their team at McIntosh & Associates create your retirement playbook. They'll help you think through taxes, income, legacy planning, and much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement game plan that you can feel confident in. Start planning today with Central Michigan's retirement coaches, Mindy and Nolan McIntosh at McIntosh & Associates. Call 877-222-8849. That's 877-222-8849. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. And welcome back, everybody, to the ACHA Power Play. We are live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network. And uh, right now we are excited again to be joined to the program one more time by the head coach of the Adrian Bulldogs uh, men's D1 program, Gary Astalis. Gary, thanks for taking time out. Happy holidays. How are you? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Lou, and, and happy holidays to you as well. Well, um, this has been one heck of a busy year for you. I know, you know, the ending to the national championship wasn't what you liked. You got to the championship game, but only one coach is happy. But boy, oh boy, you've you've been busy this year. Uh, right after that, you got to take a trip to Romania and then with the World University Games and then right back at it this fall. This fall, first of all, Gary, it looks like it's been a good start for you guys, kind of back and forth, one and two in the country. Heck of a start for you. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. You know, we uh, we have a really young group. Uh, we have 10 freshmen and and essentially almost all of them are in the lineup pretty consistently for us. So, um kind of felt that, you know, we might be making some mistakes early and might lose a couple games early, but uh, it's an energy, gener- you know, energetic group and, and youthful group, and they've been a lot of fun to, to coach. So, you know, you got a really good group of guys and a really good, uh, you know, group of leaders that are kind of steering the ship for us. And um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's been a, a really good semester for us. Yeah, it sure has. You know, and you and I have talked in the past. And when you when you've achieved success, you know, you get to get everybody's best games and best weekends. And I'm sure you have this year. And you know, what really impressed me, Gary, is that there's been no letdown after the run you've had. And uh, these freshmen and sophomores that you've got on the team are just. It's like they. It's like they knew going in how it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, always, you know, if you don't win that last game of the season, it, it always gives you an extra motivation. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, we do have a hungry group and, uh, you know, that that stems from our leadership of, of you know, never being satisfied. And, 
and always want to compete and, and get better. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a competitive group for sure. So you were able to, you know, you had the championships in March in Boston and there wasn't a whole lot of rest for you because you had to all of a sudden put that in the back of your mind and get ready to go to Romania. How much time off did you have between the championships in Boston and then getting your uh, national team ready to go over to Romania? Yeah, not not much. It was, it was a quick turnaround for sure. And uh, my my youngest was actually born four days before the national tournament. Oh, so wow, my, my wife was thrilled. <laughs> I was <laughs> gone for uh, for Boston. I think it was two weeks later. I was I was gone for Romania. But um, you know, it was an all hands on deck. Uh, my mother and my mother in law came over and and stayed with her that whole time. So uh, so yeah, it was it was a quick turnaround, and uh, we got right back at it and, and into more hockey. So is your newborn going to be a goalie or a defenseman? I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I got, we had, uh, I'm at the office right now. And my three-year-old was out skating for an hour and a half. My back is on fire right now, but, uh, we'll see. We don't know hockey figure skater. I don't know what my oldest is going to be yet, but she, she loves to skate. That's fantastic. Uh, so Gary, you got, you got everything ready. I know you had, uh, four, four guys from your team going over to Romania. Talk a little bit about the experiences. What I guess, maybe on and off the ice over there. What was one thing off the ice that stood out for you um, with your trip over there to Romania? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I shared this story um, a couple months ago, and it was, it was pretty cool because we had four guys for Team USA and four guys uh, that made Team Canada. So mm -hmm. eight total players from Adrian College, which uh, is something that I was extremely proud of. Sure. And um, I think off the ice, at least, you know, with our, with our group is how quick our guys bonded and connected. Um, I remember uh, sitting down at lunch, maybe only like the third or fourth day that we were in Romania. And, um, you know, we had four guys from Adrian. I think we had five from Liberty, a uh, couple from uh, Arizona and uh, is, I believe Mike Rivera or Frank DeCristofaro said, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, what's so cool? And there's there's four seats at every table for lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. And not one Adrian, Liberty, Arizona guy was, was sitting at the exact same table. They're all oh, wow. spread out with guys from different teams. So I think that was one of the coolest things off the ice that I've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I really think uh, one of the most special moments – was um, you know playing in Cardo, which is an extremely small village, uh, maybe about a thousand people, and um, you know every every game for us besides Sweden was was sold out, and nice. it was uh, really neat. And uh, the people just they wanted to see good hockey, and and they really kind of took it all in, and and they loved their Ro Romanian national team too. They were <laughs> they were very energetic. We played them in the semis. And uh, I just think how, you know, hockey hungry those people were, it was, uh, it was special. That's for sure. What uh, was the brand of hockey they played over there? Uh, any different than what you've seen over here at the ACHA level or what, uh, what stood out from the, the, the kind of hockey that you saw over there? Yeah. So we prepped playing on uh, Olympic ice. Okay. Uh, if we, you know, had, we're playing against a trap or anything like that. And then when we got over there, the first thing we noticed is that it was, uh, 
kind of more of a hybrid sheet. It, it wasn't really an Olympic sheet. It was probably just a little bit bigger than NHL. Okay. So, I mean, it, it was it was very similar to the game over here. I, I don't think many teams trapped. I think you only saw that if a team got up by one in, in the third. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, it was, it was physical. And uh, I think, you know, as we expected, they, they call it a little bit tighter over there. Okay. Uh, especially on the stick infractions, but, you know, we definitely prepared for that and tried to kind of hammer that into our guy's head that it, it is going to be called really tight. Uh, and it was so, but it was, it was good. It was good. Fast paced. Besides Sweden, all of our games were, were I believe, one goal games. Wow. So uh, the competition, I think, was very even. It was, it was good. It was fast. That's for sure. So you got back and then you got, I hope you got some rest in the summertime a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Got some rest. Got the got to uh you know make up for some lost time with the family and it was good there's a lot of uh once we finished that recruiting class you know a few weeks after we got back it was a lot of uh a lot of you know slow days and enjoying summer how we like it so gary you got back and you got the season going and again like we already talked about you've, you've been off to a great success what one thing maybe on the positive side has surprised you a little bit of how well you're doing yeah, I think, um, you know, I, a big part, we got really lucky with, with Sheldon Nolan and Sam Spate. They decided to come back for, okay. for fifth years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, those guys, uh, along with, I mean, we have a great senior core too. Oh, yeah. Julio and Cameron Armstrong. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. And I think the, these guys have done, I don't think it's surprising, but these guys have, have really led the way. I think we take a lot of pride in, in being a players-led program and, um, you know, just starting from our captain skates and, and the tempo and the pace, it was it was really good. And I think the other thing is how quick our young guys have bought in and, and realized that there's only one way to be successful, and it's through hard work. And I think our young guys have really done a good job of buying in and uh, putting the team in front of themselves. And so I don't know if it's necessarily surprising, but it's, it's, it's been pretty cool to see how quick this has kind of come together. You know, Gary, one of the things that stood out to me, just looking at your stats is the amount of power play goals you guys have this year. I mean, the special teams play is to me is through the roof. Yeah. It's something we've been focusing on a lot. I'm not going to lie. This is the most uh, amount of time we spent on mm-hmm. on both ends of the special teams unit. We started um, getting those guys together once a week or every other week before practice and, and adding it more into our daily uh, practice and um, and really just worked on a lot more film clips of of uh, basically what teams do in the NHL and, and D1. And and uh, we spent a lot more time focusing on a lot of uh, five on O dry, you know, power play looks too. So and then I, I think we focused a lot more on 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 winning loose pucks and and taking pride in you know possession over position so Mm -hmm. so just some stuff where i think if you look back on paper our power play was okay but if you look at it against the top five or ten teams in the country it obviously goes down and that's that's something we were trying to fix so uh hopefully it can it can keep going and and stay hot and um i think the other thing we've done is um we've changed our our power play a lot um by the different looks and the formations where you know if you keep it 
if the same units and the same looks going for three weeks, you're pretty easy to, to pre-scout. Mm. So I think that's something where um, us as a coaching staff, it's our responsibility to keep things fresh and to keep things moving. And, you know, once it goes stale, it's time to change or maybe it's time to change before it goes stale. So I think that's that's been a big emphasis as well. We're joined here on the ACHA Power Play, very gracious with his time by head coach Gary Astalis of the Adrian Bulldogs men's division one team, uh, right up again near the top of the rankings in uh, men's division one. Uh, Gary, again, you know, you and I have talked and I know one of your main things too is the defensive end, the back end of the success. And I look at Noah DeCotney's again, right up there. His numbers are very good. It looks like you can go with all three of your goalies, but Noah's having a phenomenal year with uh, a 940 save percentage and a little over 1.4 goals against. Uh, that Those are stout numbers. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, Deco for us has been a, a brick wall. Um, you know, if, if we had goalies wear letters, he'd, he'd, he'd have a letter on his jersey as well. He's mm -hmm. an unbelievable kid. Uh, on the ice, off the ice, he's mature as they come. He's an education student. He actually, um, this past semester, uh, he was helping with student teaching our, our local third grade here in Adrian. And it's kind of cool. One of the games, every single third grader came out and watched them play. So, nice. he, uh, you know, he has a big presence, not only uh, in the rink or on our campus, but also in our community as well. And, um, you know, I, I think all three of our goalies, it's a it's a pretty special tandem. There's a lot of glue that that holds our team together between those three guys. Um, you know, Dylan Knighton, who's one of the, the biggest glue guys you're ever going to see. Like he's he is for the boys, as the kids say, like he's a, a really good dude. And and then you look at Peyton Trask, our freshman. You know, we, we couldn't be happier with 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 having him here in Adrian as well. Uh, you look at that Ohio series, for example. Um, where where Deco got a little injured there and, and wasn't able to go, and for uh, you know Peyton to go into Ohio, which is a tough place oh. to play, and, and and get us a huge win on the road, and I want to say he stopped like thirty pucks, like he was unbelievable. So I think we know if if we're in a pinch, uh, you know he he's there as well. So, uh, but yeah, it, it starts with Deco and and goes from there, and and we're definitely fortunate to have him on our team. That's for sure. You know, Gary, it was announced, uh, I think it might have been a month ago now, that starting next year, you guys are going to have a little different look with your conference, the GL6. And then uh, after that, a year after that, I believe it is, Hope is finally going to make the jump up uh, to D1 and going to be a part of it. That's uh, You talk about tough competition week in and week out. Not that you don't have it now. Your, your schedule is very, very difficult. But exciting news conference-wise for you guys starting next year. Yeah, we're elated. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's pretty special. Um, Josh Petrusma has kind of led the charge from Calvin, mm -hmm. and um, I think it's an opportunity for us uh, to make all of our our games in the conference uh, challenging. And I think if you look at the rating, uh, the the national rankings, you know, strength of schedule plays such a huge part in, in where you you are in the mm -hmm. in the country. You know, you can play a really high-end team uh, or highly ranked team and lose and still move up. And maybe you can play a lower-ranked team and, and win by a lot and still move down. And I think 
the, the strength of schedule, it, it really does mean a lot. So for us to kind of make our, our, our conference, a, a little bit of a gauntlet, if you will, yeah. uh, that, that will also uh, prepare us, you know, for that tournament, uh, for our conference playoff tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any national preparation you can have than a conference tournament where essentially everyone could potentially be ranked. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's something that we're, we're really proud of and we're going to try our best to, to make it as competitive uh, as a conference in the entire country. That's our goals uh, as a group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I hope we'll come in in uh 25 26 i believe yeah and uh and we're we're, we're happy to have chris and, and his group as well so I, I think it's gonna be pretty special the other big news that was announced recently is that you guys are going to be the site of one of the prospect camps i believe next august uh, man things are just happening over there gary yeah we're, we're busy that's for sure <laughs> we're busy uh it's it's been an eventful year um so yeah, we we were very fortunate. Uh, you know, Joe Caprio runs uh, the ACHA showcases. He he actually ran the the Chicago Jog one yeah. for many years, and and that that event was um, was excellent. And so now for uh, you know him to diversify this geographically and and have one on the in the east and in New Jersey and and us here in the Midwest and Michigan and now one in Vegas. I think it's going to show uh, hockey players all over that there is opportunities uh, with the ACHA. I think it's a great marketing opportunity for the ACHA. And really, I think more than anything, uh, that the education component uh, to show kids that, you know, there is other opportunities and there's schools literally from coast to coast where you can play collegiate hockey. So um, we're, we're ecstatic to be able to host one of those right here uh, in Adrian, Michigan. Um, and I think if, if you just draw, you know, a two hour radius from Adrian college, I mean, there is dozens and dozens of colleges that can get in the car and drive here and, uh, see these kids compete and see them play. So yeah, we're, we're ecstatic. And, you know, I, I really, uh, feel truly fortunate to, to have our group be a part of that. Yeah, and for those that have never seen a game from Adrian College, there, your barn is uh, one of the top ones. I was just talking to a friend of mine, one of the top ones in the country. I mean, the facility is nice, and uh, it's definitely uh, well deserved, Gary. I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's it's hard to believe that Arrington Ice Arena is already 15 years old. Wow, uh, but we take a lot of. <laughs> We take a lot of pride in it and, and the school, you know, we keep adding things to it, which makes a difference when you add the restaurant and the video board and uh, the, you know, they keep supporting the, the ice rink really well here. And, uh, but yeah, we, we, we take a lot of pride and, uh, you know, keeping it clean and respecting it and goes a long way as I'm sure, you know. Well, before we let you go to now, the second half of the season's coming up. And again, you talk about a gauntlet, you've got, Calvin, you've got Purdue Northwest, uh, you've got Grand Valley, I think, or uh, you got Liberty again. Uh, no rest for the weary, but uh, I haven't, I've yet to talk to a coach, Gary, that does not like good competition with a good, especially with a good team. And so, yeah, you guys are going to definitely have your work cut out for you, but I'm sure you wouldn't want it any other way. 
Yeah, absolutely. Those 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 one and two role games are, are the best and they're the most fun uh, to play and, and the most fun to coach. And, you know, we, we definitely know we have a challenge ahead. And um, like you said, some big conference series uh, with Grand Valley, uh, Calvin and, and going down to Liberty for two will be big. Uh, but these these are the games that prepare you for nationals. I mean, that's oh, the yeah. reality. It's it's the best way to prepare is playing the, the best teams in the country and uh, and it's fun, right? Like this oh, is yeah. this is what we all signed up for competition <laughs> and uh, the opportunity to compete. And uh, we're looking forward to it for sure. Well, Gary, I hope you get to spend some time with your family through the holidays, at least take a little bit of a breather, get that back rested up, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Thank you. And the same to you. All right, uh, Gary, again, thanks for taking time out tonight to be with us. This has been an absolute treat. Always fun catching up with you. We'll see you down the road and uh, continued success. Thank you, Lou. Appreciate your coverage of the ACHA and our program. All right. All right. Uh, that uh, head coach, Gary Estalis from uh, Adrian College, uh, taking time out of his busy schedule to join us here on the ACHA Power Play. And he's, I think he's in his eighth year there down at, uh, down in Adrian. And, uh, Success, I guess, is, uh, you know, that's an understatement with uh, what he's been able to uh, accomplish there. I'm just going to take a look at some of his numbers. Uh, yeah, he's been there. So this is his eighth year, and his record, uh, if, if I can if I can find it here on what I'm trying to read, uh, he was 39-7 and seven his first year uh, in route to the end, 27 and 27-18. He's got a 219, his record going into this year. 219, 19, and two, and uh, an 87 and one conference regular season mark in the Great Lakes uh, Collegiate Hockey League. Those are those are unbelievable numbers, and uh, that's why they go to the nationals every year. And if you look at the hockey program that Adrian has, along with the D1 level, they're always up there in the women's D1 and D2 going to nationals. The D3 team is right up there. The D2 squad is right in the middle of the central uh, region rankings looking like they'll probably get a chance to go to the regional tournament, but it starts at the top. And uh, again, his eighth year as the head coach of the Adrian Bulldogs, that being Gary Astalis and uh, again, doing a wonderful job there. And it's got him off to a great start. As we mentioned, ranked number two in the country in the men's uh, division one division one rankings. And uh, again, how it works in the men's division one, there's 24 teams going to the nationals this year, eight auto bids from each conference. And then 16 at large bids that wild card bids, if you will. So it's uh, going to be fun to watch and see who makes it to the national tournament. And I can pretty much say we can see the Adrian college bulldogs make another run for another national tournament. All right. That's got a great, again, we really appreciate Gary Astalis taking time out during this holiday season to join us here on uh, the ACHA power play. So let's get, let's keep going. What we want to do is we want to go through the rankings here real quick of all the divisions. Now, these are all the rankings. These are the last rankings of the calendar year before we get to uh, 2024 and the sprint part of everybody's schedule. So let's uh, take a look again at uh, some of the rankings. Let's go to the women's side in uh, division one. If we can bring those up and show you. Um, again, the top 10 teams qualify for the national tournament in the women's side. And we've got a change at the top 
of the uh, women's uh, rankings. Midland University, they have not had a regular season loss yet this year. They are 20 and one They're ranked number one this year. They have, uh, they've been there once before, I think, this year. But uh, again, right up there in the top two, they've supplanted at least uh, through the end of the calendar year, the uh, top spot. They've supplanted Liberty, who is at number two. Adrian College, we talked about them, 13-4. and four. They're ranked third. Michigan at four. Uh, Coach Trubia's squad, again, right there at the top. McKendry at five. Maryville at six. Arizona State at seven. They made a trip last year to the national tournament, looking to get back. Minot State made it to the finals last year. Right now, they're ranked eighth. Indiana Tech at nine. And then you've got uh, Michigan-Dearborn at 10. And on the, just on the outside, looking in, Jamestown, Lindenwood, Minnesota, uh, Niagara, and Michigan State University. So, again, those are the top teams. Top 10 make it. It's a bracketed tournament. Double elimination. The top two teams get by. So, it's a little bit different than the men's side, where this year they've got 24 teams, and it's a single elimination. The women's, it's a double elimination kind of a tournament for the first couple of rounds. But it's always exciting hockey there as well. All right, uh, Let's see if we can't get to the men's uh, Division II rankings. And uh, this is where you got to figure in that uh, we're going to have regional qualifying tournaments. And, uh, again, another exciting brand of hockey. Let's go first to the Central Region and the Northeast. Now, again, for those of you that may not be familiar that haven't watched the show, in the men's Division II, you've got four regions, the top two teams in each region get the auto berth to the national tournament. And then you get two more teams in each region. They qualify through a bracketed regional tournament. It's a like a it's a single elimination tournament. So it's an it's as it's as exciting as I'll get out. As you can see, Lindenwood and Concordia right now would be the top two teams, but these aren't the final rankings. They're gonna flip-flop. I mean it gets close towards the end. And uh, so St. Thomas right there. St. Thomas, of course, made it to the semifinals last year against uh, U of, uh, UMass Amherst in the final four. Uh, they made it out of their uh, pool play, if you will. And right now they're third. So Iowa at fourth. We all know Coach Kevin Brooks, Iowa's story. Getting through, they were ninth in their region last year. Made it all the way uh, through three days of single elimination made it through pool play as a four seed out of their pool, got to the finals in that thrilling double elimination or double overtime game against Indiana. They're ranked fourth. Minnesota Crookston, five. You can see right there, Adrian College, six. Sioux College, uh, again, they're right up there at seven. Of course, they were a D3 power for a few years, uh, about four or five years ago. Then right down the list, all the way down to 14 to Minnesota. So, those are kind of what we're looking at for the rankings in the Northeast, uh, Northeastern again on top. Uh, RPI making a big jump from five to two. Then you got Keene State at three, uh, New Hampshire at four, Army making their way up. And again, all the way down, the defending national champions at six right now in uh, their region, that being uh, Amherst, UMass. Um, if it stood like now, they would have to go through the gauntlet that is the regional tournament. In the other two regions in the southeast, Florida Gulf Coast, a perennial power. We talk about perennial powers in the ACHA year in and year out. Florida Gulf Coast, always there, right up on top. 
Uh, Indiana, they made it to the uh, Final Four last year, losing that heartbreaker to uh, Iowa in double overtime. Right now, as it stands, they would get the auto berth. Kentucky and Liberty nipping at their heels at three and four, respectively, all the way down to UN, uh, North Carolina, North Carolina State at eight and nine, and then Ryder and then Michigan all the way down uh, to Pennsylvania. And finally, in the West, you've got Providence and you've got uh, Montana State. Montana State one, Providence two, Utah State at three, Loyola at four, Weber State at five, Denver at six, Dakota College at seven. And then you've got uh, Southern Methodist, Arizona State, all the way down to uh, the University of Texas at 14. And again, how it works, the top two teams in each region, they will uh, get the auto berths into the national tournament. They don't have to go through this gauntlet of uh, single elimination two, if not three days, because the top four teams in each region in the tournament get a buy into the second round. So again, you've got teams, you've got uh, 7 through 14 having to play three games if they want to make it all the way through. And so that makes for some exciting hockey. If you're a hockey fan in the middle of February, I strongly encourage you, if if you're in the areas of the regional tournaments, uh, stop on by and check them out. I know the central region is going to be in Grand Rapids at Patterson Ice Center, and I guarantee you I'm going to be there. So if you're in that area, please stop by and say hi. But uh, um, yeah, there's some great hockey coming up there. And then once they get the three and four seeds out of each uh, each region, then the top 16 teams are put into pool play as it is in uh, men's D3 and women's D2. So a lot of fun hockey coming up in a short amount of time once about the second week of February hits. So we'll uh, get we will always keep you up to date on all of the brackets and all the pairings. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't wait to uh, bring it to you. So before we go to uh, the rest of the rankings, you know, I noted it, uh, we saw North Carolina and North Carolina State right around eight and nine or nine and ten in uh, the division um, or in Division Two. They're the story in North Carolina is they're going to be breaking ground. They're trying to get ground broken on a twenty million dollar facility for Tar Heel hockey. Now. Hockey is just it, it is the popularity in North Carolina in the state of North Carolina is absolutely amazing. It has just taken off so much, and to see that is great news. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that as well. Um, a twenty million dollar facility for ACHA hockey is uh, shows you the popularity of the ACHA brand of hockey, and uh, you know I know that they're going to try to use that to potentially springboard uh, to NCAA hockey. But right now, for the time being, the prospect of that, they got, they had, what did they have? 24,000 people in the outdoor game between these two. So that shows you just how exciting the brand of hockey is at the ACHA level. All right, women's D2. We'll uh, see if we can't bring up those uh, rankings real quick. All right, let's see. There they are. Well, I'm getting a little better at this, sharing the screen here. You can get it scrolled up the right way. Now, again, you take it, it kind of varies here. I believe you get, well, we'll just give you the rankings. The top 16 teams, again, uh, make it to the national tournament. Um, you know, we've got Villanova on top, Northeastern again. They made it to the finals last year. They bumped up over Boston College from two to one. 
but in the Southeast region, you've got Villanova, the Naval Academy, Delaware, Liberty, Ohio University, Niagara, uh, the University of Pennsylvania, and, and so on. In the Northeast region, you can see right there with the Northeastern one, Boston College two, Providence three, and uh, Vermont four. In the Central region, the defending national champions picking up where they left off, Sioux College 10-0-1. In Lawrence Tech, having a great year as well. They're at 11-4. Central Michigan up to 10-4 and four at number three, Adrian, another team out of Adrian College, knee-deep in the potential of going to the Nationals at 8-3. and three. Then you've got Northern at 5, and then Michigan State down to Miami. And finally, in the West rankings, you've got Assiniboine. They're a national power in women's Division II. They've been to the, to the top of the mountain a couple of times here in the last few years. They're back up at number one. You got Dakota College at two. Wisconsin up to number three, not ranked in the last ranking, and then so on. St. Thomas, Wisconsin, Eau Claire. So again, once they get to the national tournament, the top 16 teams, they go into pool play, just like in D2 men's and D3 in men's as well. And finally, let's uh, see if we can't um, bring you the rankings uh, for the men's Division Three. Um, you can see right there, these are the final rankings of the calendar year. We talked about Grand Valley again, ranked number one in the country, undefeated 15-0. and 0. Florida Gulf Coast at 8-1, ranked number two. Lawrence Tech, Ken Gaffney's team, really doing well this year at 12-2-1, uh, ranked number three. Hope College, uh, Chris Van Timmeren's team, looking to get back to the top of the mountain. We talked about that. We talked about it earlier with Hope College. Uh, they're going to make the bump up to D1 on uh, 25-26 in that year, but uh, they're still one of the top cats in Division Three. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I've watched them play this year, and uh, they're loaded again, I'm telling you. So is Grand Valley, uh, Lawrence Tech as well. But again, Florida Gulf Coast, we talk about them in Division Two, Division Three. they've been close many, many times, and uh, they want to taste success too. So believe me, they're going to have a say in it as well. What a fun brand of hockey. Missouri at five, Michigan State at six. They're a champion from uh, in the last decade. Air Force Academy at seven. Calvin back up in the national rankings. They're at number eight this week. Big jump for them up from 13. They've had quite a run. Saginaw Valley, they'll be right there again at nine. Michigan again, Cal Stripling's team, the defending national champions. They're at 10. Uh, Oakland at 11. Arkansas, you know, we talk about them every year. Um, one of my favorite teams to watch. They bring the fan base. They're rowdy. They get into it. Them and Hope College, when those two play at the national tournament, it's a sight to behold. It is loud. It's boisterous. It's a good, it's a good boisterous. And to hear the Suey Pig chant from Arkansas is an absolute blast. And uh, they're ranked right now 12, hoping to get into the national tournament. Missouri State at 13, Purdue 14. Notre Dame at 15, and the Colorado School of the Mines right there at 16. So right now, those are the top 16 teams in Division Three. And if they make it, uh, if that were to stand, then they would all as well go into pool play in uh, Division Three. So how the pool play works is you're guaranteed three games, then they take the top team in each pool. And uh, again, it's, it's all going to convene in St. Louis. That is the ultimate goal. And that's what we bring you here uh, each week as we try to keep you updated on that as well. 
2023 is in the books for the ACHA Power Play. Uh, we'll be back in 2024, the first Tuesday after the new year. Uh, January 2nd, we'll have uh, another broadcast of the ACHA Power Play. We're going to take next week off, uh, just kind of recharge a little bit, uh, be with our families, and I know you all will be during the holidays. Uh, get out and watch some great hockey and uh, you know, get yourself ready for the national tournament because I'm telling you, I say it, I don't know how many times, but you know, I'll, I'll keep beating this into the ground. This is a great showcase for collegiate hockey, and it gets better and better every year. And uh, we've had a great 2023 in the world of ACHA hockey. Again, the national champions crowned in Boston earlier this year, uh, UMass in D2, Minot State in D1, uh, Michigan in D3 getting their first win on the men's side, and then a D1 Liberty for the women again, at the top, another national championship for that dynasty. And in Sioux College in Division II, one heck of a run for them as they look to try to go back-to-back uh, -back in 2024. Want to take time out to thank all the guests that we've had in this calendar year on the show. Too numerous to mention uh, all the coaches that take time out of their busy schedules to be on the show. I know, you know, not only with uh, recruiting and practice time, a lot of time it's at night. Because with the with the kids, you know, going to class and everything, that's the important thing with these student athletes. The true epitome, the definition of student athletes. I want to thank them as well, and for taking the time out to be uh, with us here on the show. Craig Barnett earlier in the year, the uh, executive director of the ACHA. Uh, Dave Kurtz for all the things that he helps us with here. The uh, director of hockey operations for the ACHA really. Uh, and blessed to uh, count him as a friend and uh, he's been very helpful. You know, him and I started this back in 2017, the ACHA power play just as a D three program that we would have every week with coaches and whatnot. So, you know, Dave has been there for encouragement and uh, really enjoy working with him. And I know I can't wait to join up with him in 2024 who knows? Maybe we can uh, banner back and forth about a Baltimore-Detroit Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be something? So, And I want to thank you, too, for taking time out to watch us. The viewership's been great. I want to take a minute to thank you. The numbers for watching the program have been better than ever, and uh, they keep growing. And uh, that's because of you all, and I really appreciate that. Even if you watch it for 15 minutes, two minutes, or the whole program, the audio version of this, as always, will be available on Spotify. I'll have it downloaded tomorrow. Check out our YouTube channel, the Captain Lou Sports Network. That's where we have all of these shows. If there's an interview that you've missed with some of our coaches or administrators or players, I, I implore you to check that out as well, the Captain Lou Sports Network. Subscribe to it, and you'll have alerts on when the next shows will be. Again, we'll be on in a couple of weeks with another edition of the ACHA Power Play. So, hey, um, without you watching it, it wouldn't be possible as well. And without the student athletes, again, all the work that they do. We talk about the national tournament and how much fun it is. But getting there is all on the shoulders of these players. And, you know, they don't get funded. So, let's, you know, we talked about it with uh, – some of the coaches at the D2 level that go through the regionals, the euphoria of winning a regional berth and getting a national bid is, you know, it, it's great that first night, but then once it, then you got to 
come up with fundraising in such a short amount of time. It's the kids that spearheaded the students, the guys and gals that not only have to study, go to class, whatever, give up their spring break for this, but I know they love it and they know it's worth it. But the behind the scenes work that these kids have to do on top of their studies, the practice time, I mean, that shows the dedication and the organizational skills that are going to take them a long way in this world. And I just, uh, and I marvel at it when I hear the stories and I talk to the kids at nationals or at these regional tournaments, the parents too. So my hat's off to all of you. And uh, again, thank you for being doing that and giving me the opportunity to uh, talk to you, to broadcast the games, to watch the games and see the excitement, the joy and the passion that is ACHA hockey. All right, that's going to do it here for the 2023 season. Tonight, again, thanks to Adrian College's men's D1 head coach, Gary Astalis, for taking time out to be with us. Uh, fun always catching up with Gary. Look forward to seeing him in 2024 as well. All right, everybody, have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Enjoy with your family and friends. Just uh, be safe, everybody. We want you along with us for the ride to the 2024 National Tournament. The road to Boston turns the page to 2024 when we return for another edition of the ACHA Power Play. All right, Captain Lou saying, keep your heads up, keep those sticks down, keep your feet moving, and as always, keep your minds open. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on the ACHA Power Play on the Captain Lou Sports Network. So long.